RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. Mourners can't get into Victoria Park, but many gather anyway to mark June the 4th. Police sweep on people they suspect of promoting unlawful assembly. And a teenager tests positive for a mutant strain of COVID-19. People gathered in several areas this evening, including Causeway Bay and Moncock, in defiance of a police ban on marking the anniversary of June 4th. Hundreds gathered near Victoria Park, which was closed off by the police earlier, and said they wanted to observe a moment of silence. They were told by officers to disperse. Police also displayed warning banners, including one telling people chanting slogans that they may be violating the national security law. Ms Lung was one of those who marched near the park. I just walk around and uh, try to show our presence here and let the government know no matter how, how you uh, suppress the, um, the people, they, they won't just stay at home and say nothing and do nothing. We need to let them know they have to pay for the cost, what they have done to Hong Kong people and what they have done to the, the people who are fighting for democracy in China. Or even though in the whole world, I think the whole world is watching what's happening. This teenager near Victoria Park said it was her second year commemorating June 4th. She said she was able to wear black last year and didn't see why she shouldn't this year. This is my rights. I have freedoms to do this. So I don't want to give up. Are you afraid of being arrested? No. Why? I don't think we should fear about the government. Police also say some protesters tried to block roads in Causeway Bay at around 9 and warned them to stop all illegal acts. And over in Moncock, at least one activist has been arrested. Wang Yat-Chin from the group Student Activism was trying to set up a street booth on Soy Street when he was detained. It's not immediately clear what he was accused of. Police also displayed warning banners when dozens marched in the area, some chanting pro-independence slogans. Officers warned they may be breaching the national security law. Police arrested two people this morning on suspicion of appealing to others to join the band vigil at Victoria Park. Among those arrested was a vice chair of the group that organises the annual vigil, as Timmy Sung reports. Chow Hang Tong was picked up by officers at around 7.30 in the morning in Central, while a 20-year-old courier was arrested in Sha Tin. Detective Senior Superintendent Terry Law said they took action after gathering sufficient evidence and there were no other considerations in making the arrests on the morning of June 4th. They were found to have used the social media accounts to advertise or publicize a public meeting that had been prohibited by the police. They are now being detained for further investigation. But he declined to reveal what exactly the pair had said on social media, only calling their actions extremely irresponsible, as people who had listened to their alleged appeals would have been in trouble too. Police have banned the annual candlelight vigil at Victoria Park for a second year in a row, citing the dangers of allowing a public gathering amid the COVID-19 situation in the city. Their decision was upheld by an appeal board. A housing block in Tin Wai has been placed on overnight lockdown for mandatory COVID-19 tests after a secondary school girl who lives there tested preliminary positive for a mutated strain of the coronavirus. Wendy Wong has details. The 17-year-old girl lives in Xing Yu House at Qinxing Court. She developed symptoms including fever, runny nose, headache and loss of smell on Wednesday. A saliva sample she submitted was found to carry the N5O1Y mutant strain of coronavirus. 
The girl is a student of Queen Elizabeth School, Old Students Association, Tong Kwok Wa Secondary School in Chinshui Wai, and has attended tutorial classes at Tuck Wing Industrial Building in Chinmun. She also visited an education expo at the Hong Kong Convention and Exhibition Center in Wan Chai last Saturday. People who've been to these places will also be ordered to get tested for COVID-19. The Center for Health Protection said the girl and her family members have not been vaccinated against coronavirus. Her family members and other close contacts were put under quarantine for 21 days. Residents of Xingyu House are required to get tested for COVID before they are allowed to leave the building. They will also be tested again four more times in the next two weeks as a precaution. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The judiciary says a foreign judge sitting on Hong Kong's top court, Lady Hale, will step down for personal reasons when her term expires in July. That follows media reports in the UK that said she planned to quit the Court of Final Appeal as concerns grow over the national security law. Vicky Wong has the story. Lady Brenda Hale, a former president of the UK Supreme Court, is one of 13 non-permanent overseas judges on the Court of Final Appeal. According to a report published by the Times newspaper, Lady Hale said at an online conference that the jury is out on how they will be able to operate the new national security law. There are all sorts of question marks up in the air. Lady Hale's term with the SAR's top court will end in July. While the article said Hong Kong authorities are expected to offer her another stint, she told the conference, I don't wish to be reappointed. She added that under the present circumstances, she could not foresee a time when she could get on a plane to fly to Hong Kong. The former head of the UK Supreme Court also said the remaining foreign judges on the bench were keeping an eye on what's going on in Hong Kong. In November last year, the SAR government announced that Australian Judge Justice James Spiegelman had resigned from the CFA. Although no reason was given, Australian broadcaster ABC reported at the time that it was for reasons related to the national security law. The judiciary also pointed out that Hong Kong enjoys judicial independence and the presence of non-permanent judges allows Hong Kong to maintain links with other common law jurisdictions. More now on our top story, June 4th and the police's ban on gatherings. Speaking on RTHK, Executive Councillor Ronnie Tong had this to say about the move by the police to close much of Victoria Park. Well, I think uh, they are entitled to do that under public order ordinance if they think that there may be people who uh, deliberately are trying to contravene the decision of the police. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what sort of evidence they have and uh, you know whether or not there are actually people uh, planning to go to Victoria Park and if, if so whether they are uh, insisting to attend a meeting which has been uh, objected to by the police. I, I don't know any of those facts. So uh, all I can say is that the law gives the police that power and they're exercising it. If anybody thinks that the police has uh, wrongly exercised the power, uh, I think they could take the matter to court. On the arrest of two people accused of urging others to join the band Candlelight Vigil at Victoria Park, Richard Choi of the Hong Kong Alliance says the timing of the police action may be politically motivated. Of course, we are a bit deep, deeply surprised. Of course, we cannot rule out the timing for their arrest. We have some uh, political consideration by the police. They may try to deter uh, other people from joining any June 4th activity today. 
Dozens of primary school children had a scare this afternoon when their school bus crashed through an intersection in Shartin and collided with a private car and a van before veering into a cycling truck. 24 people were injured in the accident. Wendy Wong reports. Police said a preliminary investigation found that the school bus driver didn't follow a road marking while crossing the intersection of Taichung Kill Road and Fortan Road at around 1 p.m. He was said to have driven along a lane where he was only allowed to turn right, but instead he drove straight through the intersection. Officers said he suffered a bone fracture and is in serious condition, adding that he will be arrested for dangerous driving. The bus was carrying 55 primary students at the time of the accident. Police said it was fortunate that only some pupils suffered minor injuries, such as scratches to the limbs, as all of them had fastened the seatbelts. A student told RTHK she heard a huge bang when the accident happened. She said she bumped her head and was very scared. A dashcam video circulating online showed the bus travelling at a very high speed as it passed through the intersection before crashing into a set of traffic lights and veering off the road onto a nearby cycling track. Those injured had been sent to Prince of Wales, Kuanghua and Alice Homiuling Nathasol Hospitals for treatment. RTHK says its Acting Assistant Director of TV and Corporate Businesses, Jay Sow, has resigned making her the latest senior staff member to quit in recent months. Joan Wong reports. A spokesman for the government station says Ms. Al was leaving to pursue other plans. The broadcaster thanked her for her more than 30 years of service. Ms. Al, who's on leave, will vacate her post on August the 18th. The station's controller for TV, Natalie Chan, has been filling in as an acting assistant director. RTHK has been hit with a series of resignations since career bureaucrat Patrick Lee took charge as director of broadcasting in March. Another assistant director Brian Chow, who looked after radio and corporate programming, resigned in April, citing family reasons, and a number of producers have also quit in recent months. Turning overseas, regulators in Britain and the European Union have set up investigations into Facebook's use of advertising data. Here's the BBC's Zoe Kleinman. Competition watchdogs want to know if the social network has been giving itself an unfair advantage over its rivals. In the UK, this focuses on how the company is boosting its own services, such as Facebook Marketplace and Facebook Dating. The European Commission is examining whether the tech giant broke EU rules by getting data from advertisers and then using it to compete against them. Facebook says it's cooperating fully and intends to prove that both investigations are without merit. The influential Archbishop of Munich, Cardinal Reinhard Marx, has offered his resignation to Pope Francis over what he described as the catastrophe of child sex abuse by Roman Catholic clerics in Germany. In a letter, he said there was consistent evidence of institutional and personal failures and that responsibility should be shared. I firmly believe in a new era of Christianity. There's no question. But this can only happen if the church renews itself and if it learns lessons from this crisis. And the temptation to deal with the issue of sexual abuse on a purely administrative level to improve the administration, for me, that's not enough. An African-pouched rat named Magawa, who won a prestigious award for his heroism, is retiring from his job detecting landmines in Cambodia. The BBC's Electra Naismith has the details. 
Magawa has sniffed out more than 70 landmines in his five-year career, as well as dozens of other unexploded devices. His life-saving devotion to duty on the former battlefields of Cambodia saw him last year become the first rat to win the PDSA's gold medal, the animal equivalent of the George Cross. But at the grand old age of seven, his handlers say he's finally slowing down. The landmine veteran will spend a few more weeks mentoring new recruits before settling down to a life of benign and peanuts. Sportman the French Open, the women's third seed Arena Sabalenka of Belarus has been ousted. She was beaten in three sets in round three by the 31st seed from Russia, Anastasia Pavlichinkova. 6-4-2-6-6 love. And police in Paris have arrested a Russian tennis player on suspicion of fixing a women's doubles match at the French Open last year. The BBC's Hugh Schofield reports from the French capital. 26-year-old Yana Sitsikova was detained yesterday evening as she came from a massage session following a doubles match at the Open, and she's now been questioned by anti-corruption police. Last October, she was named in an investigation that was launched just after the close of the delayed 2020 championship. Betting companies had noted a suspiciously large number of bets on her and her partner losing a particular game, which is what happened, Sitsikova serving two glaring double faults. In the NBA, the reigning champions have been dethroned. The LA Lakers were eliminated by the Phoenix Suns in six games in their first round playoff series with a 113-100 win. The next face of Denver Nuggets, who finished off Portland in six games. For a preview of this weekend's football action, here's the BBC's James Gregg. No tournament football per se coming up this weekend, but that doesn't mean for you football fans... It won't be interesting if you know what's going on. So here goes. I'll start a little bit closer to where I am here in Europe because it's the final countdown to the European Championships which begin next Friday. So with that in mind, there's a whole host of friendlies taking place. Wales, who were semi-finalists last time around in 2016, take on Albania and Sweden are up against Armenia. Sunday's a good one as well because it sees Belgium, who are hot favourites for this year's European Championships, in action against Croatia. Belgium held by Greece in midweek as well, it's got to be said, whilst the Netherlands, Scotland and England are all getting their final preparations underway and, of course, trying to avoid injuries to key players as well. You'd also think that with the Copper America starting next week, that South American teams would be having a breather. Well, you're wrong. World Cup qualifying is underway. Brazil play Ecuador in a crunch match. So much to look forward to. It might not be the Premier League, but it still promises to be a great sporting weekend. A reminder of our top stories. Mourners can't get into Victoria Park, but many gather anyway to mark June the 4th. And a teenager tests positive for a mutant strain of COVID-19. The news from RTHK. (laughs) 